Welcome back to another episode of Closing the Loop. Today's guest is Roy Scheinfeld. Roy is the CEO and co-founder of Breeze, a mobile app which aspires to be, quote, the interface of the peer-to-peer lightning economy. In my opinion, Roy and the team have been and continue to be successful in this mission. They've taken an extremely nascent, though still largely intimidating technology and abstracted away much of the complexity so that the average user can begin to interact with the Lightning Network and leverage the tremendous value it increasingly represents. Podcasting 2.0 and the value for value model are important focuses for us here at Closing the Loop, and Roy and his team have been instrumental at making it easy for users to engage this emerging method of content consumption, and for that, we're very grateful. For full disclosure, the team here at CT has been so impressed by what Roy and his team are doing that we've recently made an investment in Breeze to facilitate the continuation of their amazing work. That's it. Enjoy the show. Roy, thank you very much for joining me today. I'm extremely excited for this uh, conversation. And uh, why don't we get this kicked off by uh, you just giving a brief introduction to yourself uh, and Breeze for those that may not be familiar with either of you yet. Sure, John. Excited, very excited to be to be here. Uh, yeah, so I'm Roy from Breeze. Uh, uh, Breeze, uh, I call Breeze the interface to the lightning economy. Uh, I know some of the people out there called Breeze a wallet, but for me, Breeze is a platform. It's much more than a wallet. It's, it's really the interface to, to, to a lightning economy. And we've been building the, the, this interface to the lightning economy since uh, 2018. Uh, actually, uh, I came from, I didn't grow up in this uh, Bitcoin lightning ecosystem. I came from a, a completely uh, a different uh, domain. I, I came from a, an enterprise B2B software. Uh, I've been following Bitcoin since 2013. And with the emergence of Lightning Network uh, early 2018, I thought uh, that we could bring our expertise and our skills and what we've learned from building enterprise software into the Bitcoin slash uh, Lightning domain. Uh, and that's what, uh, that's what uh, we've been doing uh, ever since. You know, I was in preparation for this discussion, you know, I was brushing up on my, my Lightning knowledge and many of your articles, which have been great, and I'd highly recommend them to people that have been, that are listening. But it's kind of the similar sense I get with Bitcoin, but with Lightning, it's almost even more so. And, and that sense is that, like, I can't believe the vast majority of the world has no idea what's coming with Lightning. You know, yeah. like they, yeah. people don't know what's being built on it. They don't know what the implications are. Like most people are completely in the dark. And it's so crazy to me because Lightning is, I mean, the implications are pr- pretty much impossible to imagine. I mean, we're, we're so early days, but it really seems like, Lightning is going to be what onboards the next, you know, eight point or, you know, seven point <laughs> nine billion people or whatever it ends up being, you know, and it, it's 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 incredible to, uh, you know, see just the very beginnings of this happen. And as you mentioned, Breeze as a, a kind of platform to facilitate that. And, and you know, it, we'll, we'll definitely get into it. But what are your you know, you mentioned in 2018, you saw lightning. What was it about lightning at that time, not coming from a, let's say a Bitcoin background that made you go all in on, on what this represented and want to be a part of building it? 
Yeah, so I've, I've been following Bitcoin from the sidelines since 2013. And I was kind of disappointed seeing the journey goes from peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash to, to store value, uh, the Bitcoin standard even. I, I know I might, might upset some people out there, but for me, <laughs> Bitcoin was a new type of money, was a better a better, a, a good money, a, a better type of money. And I wanted to help Bitcoin do this transformation from a store of value to a medium of exchange. And, and, and Lightning for me is really the realization of Satoshi's vision of building this peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash, the, the, the money of the internet. Uh, so I, I left a very uh, cushioned job at my previous company, uh, and, and, and went all in in Lightning uh, to help Bitcoin do this transformation. How did you know where to start with this? Because, again, let's say you, you look at, you see the value proposition of Bitcoin, and then you see the emerging value proposition of Lightning. It's kind of mind-blowing, right? How do you decide where to start in engaging and building out this space? Like, how do you know what's the next foundational step in the, in the, in the progression? That, that's a great question. So for, for us uh, at Breeze, we took a, a, a different approach to the approach that uh, many of the ventures that uh, already existed in the domain uh, took. We, we, didn't, uh, we had like kind of an external view on what's going on. We had a vision of, of, on what is the final product that we want to deliver to our users. How... For us, the mission is to uh, to have, to enable the masses to onboard to Bitcoin uh, and to create a seamless experience uh, with Bitcoin that is on par with fiat. So we, we, we kind of had a vision in mind that we want to have a user experience that is on par with fiat. We came from a product angle, from a product perspective. And, and, we, and, we, and we thought, okay, this is the vision, this is the final step, so what do we need to, to do in order to get there? And, and for us, uh, mobile was key. Uh, we knew that in order to onboard the masses, we need to bring Lightning to mobile. So the, what we did initially, uh, we, we took a look at the existing implementation uh, that, that uh, existed back, uh, back, back then. Uh, currently, there are more, but uh, back then it was uh, uh, LND, C Lightning, and, uh, and uh, Async. And, and we took a deep look at these three implementations and we, and we thought, okay, so how do we bring that uh, to mobile? And what is the experience that we want to create in order to have a seamless experience that is on par with Fiat? And for me, it really is equivalent to the revolution uh, of the internet. So how the internet uh, boomed? The internet boomed because of two main reasons. One, uh, you were able to easily connect uh, to the internet using, uh, using something called an ISP, an internet service provider. This is the entity that connects you to the internet. And the interaction with the internet was done through a very clean, uh, easy to use uh, user interface, which is uh, the browser, the internet browser. Uh, and until you had these two pillars, uh, uh, the, the masses didn't onboard to the internet. 
So we, we, we thought of that and we brought the same notions to, to, to the Lightning Network. So we knew we need to create something that is equivalent to an ISP. We call it an LSP, a Lightning Service Provider. It's an entity that, is a, that, that creates like this plug-and-play experience where users can connect to the network seamlessly. Uh, without uh, knowing the underlying implementation of channel management and, and a graph, uh, Lightning Network Graph, and all the, 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 the implementation details that, that, uh, that the Lightning Network is comprised of. That's the first uh, uh, pillar. And the second pillar, like the internet browser, you need a user interface. Uh, and for us, the user interface it was, uh, we wanted to create a mobile app. Uh, that the mobile app uh, to create a mobile first experience uh, and that users will be able to interact with the lightning economy through a mobile application. So, so that's kind of uh, the vision that we had in mind. And for the last, uh, in the, in the, for the past three years, we've been working to, to realize this vision step by step. Hmm. Um, you know, it's funny when, when the architecture of the Lightning Network first came out and when it was in its very initial stages, you know, very few channels, nodes, et cetera, you would hear so many people, even, actually even now, really, you'd hear so, so many people say, you know, this will never take off. People are never going to run their own node, you know, manage their own channels, you know, invoicing, all this stuff is too complicated, never going to work. Uh and, you know, it seemed, I think it seemed obvi obviously obvious to you and obvious to some of us that a lot of that will be abstracted away eventually. You know, it's, it's exactly. really just the, the plumbing that's necessary for everything to be built on top of that. And especially once you get some, you know, more and more liquidity in the system, then, you know, the, the options and the incentives just kind of exponentially expand. But, w you know, what in this process of, of getting Breeze off the ground and becoming this interface with the Lightning Network, what were some of the biggest like hurdles or challenges of of that abstraction of of providing a way <laughs> to kind of skip over the complicated stuff for the average user? Well, I, th I think uh, someone had to create this abstraction, so it, it didn't exist uh, previous to Breeze. Breeze. Breeze is really the first uh, LSP, the first. Uh, app that automatically created channels uh, for, for its users. So we had to, you know, I have a, a very successful article on Medium called the uh, How to Understand Lightning Network Using an Abacus. So really the, 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 the idea of how to think about the lightning channel, what is a lightning channel, who provides the liquidity, the, 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 the the understanding that there's there need to be a third party, another entity that provides the, the channel on behalf of the users, that was something new that we brought into the domain. So thinking about this abstraction, I think, was the biggest challenge, was the biggest hurdle. Uh, once we understood that, what once we unlocked that, uh, then the implementation, uh, uh, we, we were able to start with the implementation, but even with the implementation, just, there were a lot of challenges because bringing lightning to mobile, to mobile devices is, is, is a huge uh, challenge. Uh, I'll give you an example. When we started, we, we started off by creating a 1 million Satoshi channel for after users installed the uh, a breeze, 
and they had to wait for uh, on-chain confirmation. And every, everyone uh, kind of uh, laughed at us because they, they didn't understand why are we doing that. Uh, but it, it was for us the, the first proof of concept of this notion of an LSP. Uh, and we knew that uh, we're going to evolve with this technology and we're going to improve and we're going to optimize in order to scale. But this is kind of what we wanted to test. I, I, I strongly believe in, in, in getting feedback from the market and seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, so in order to optimize the LSP process of creating channels, we've, we had to build a lot of infrastructure into L&D. And today, for example, what we do, instead of opening channels and waiting for, for confirmation, we actually know how to create channels on the fly. And we do that in correlation to the funds that the users uh, put into the app. So for example, if you want to receive, if you install Breeze, nothing, there's no channel, uh, cha channel uh, aren't uh, being opened uh, in, in the background. Only when you receive a payment, then a channel is created on the fly and it's a zero confirmation channel, which means you don't need to wait for on-chain confirmation. You can immediately spend the funds after receiving uh, after receiving them so there were a lot of uh, stages uh, till we gotten to the user experience that you see today in Breeze uh, and and still there's a lot to do it's not like I'm completely 100% happy with what we have uh, there's a long way uh, to go but I strongly believe that we can provide a non-custodial experience uh, in Lightning that is on par with what the fiat products has to offer. Yeah. What are, what are the costs or the mechanics or both of like just-in-time channel opening that you just described? For the end user, you mean? Yeah. Well, so, even for, for you to facilitate that, like just how does, how does it work under the hood? Ah, okay. Uh, so when we... There's an uh, there's an infrastructure that we've built into LND called an interceptor. When a user receives an, an HTLC payment, we intercept uh, the HTLC, the, the Lightning payment, and we open a channel to the end user uh, in 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 response. Uh, this the the channel cost we have a a minimal cost of uh, two thousand satoshis. Uh, and and uh, and 0.4%. Uh, so, 0.4% uh, of the amount received, and if it and with a minimum amount of uh, 2,000 satoshis, that's the cost to the end user. And and we add, uh, what we do, we create a channel uh, that is the same size of the amount received plus 100k of satoshis. So we add 100k of in inbound liquidity. To every uh, to en every invoice fulfilled, uh, that's the that's the uh, tangible cost. The intangible cost is, of course, managing uh, a huge node in the network with all these uh, bitcoins locked as inbound liquidity. That's the. A, a Lightning Network is all about managing liquidity and how to optimize the, the, the Bitcoins that you have in order to generate uh, revenue. 
Uh, I strongly believe that Lightning Network should be an incentivized network. It shouldn't be alator. It should be a, a network that people earn money because they lock their Bitcoins in the network. So the entire game, uh, in quotes, the entire game behind Lightning Network is how to generate, uh, how to optimize the yield that you get from the Bitcoins that you lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I want to dig in on that in a second. But just to go back to the cost, so a channel is open on the fly and then it's closed on the fly for each transaction. And, and you mentioned that uh, the cost is a percentage and a minimum sats amount. Does that mean, so let's say it's 2,000 sats, or I think, I think is roughly what you mentioned. Does that mean that every transaction that you know I do through Breeze has that cost? No, that means that if there's a need to create a channel, that's the cost of the transaction. But, but it's kind of a bootstrap phase when you create uh, channels. Uh, we add 100. So let's say you got, you, you've received the uh, 50K of Satoshis in your first invoice. Then mm-hmm. you, you have an additional, you have a 150K channel because we add an additional 100K of Satoshi to the received amount. Uh, that means you can receive another two payments of fifty k without uh, without paying opening another channel without opening another channel and without paying an additional fee. Now, yeah. when you spend the funds, which that's the key of Lightning Network, right? It's not about hodling; it's about spending. When you spend the funds, the channel the the channel uh, remain, meaning it, it, you can reuse the channels, and that's the key of a Lightning Network. You can create one time a payment channel, and then you can reuse the channel uh, until this channel get closed. Uh, we don't close channels currently, only if they're empty. Uh, we're not guaranteeing that the channels aren't going to get closed for but for active users there's no need to close the channel because active users generate revenue for you as an lsp mm-hmm. so is it the case that you'd only have to open additional channels if i want to receive an amount in excess of whatever my uh the channel's uh, liquidity is uh, yes, exactly. So if there's no, if you don't have enough inbound liquidity to receive a payment, then we need to create a, a new channel. Then you 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 need to 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 uh, to pay a, a small fee. But mm-hmm. this this channel is reusable, and when you and when you use the funds to spend uh, to spend uh, to to buy gift cards on BitRefill or to listen to podcasts or to purchase uh, stuff uh, uh, online or offline, then uh, then when you top up the wallet again, you don't need to pay again because the channels already exist. So would, would there be any benefit like for me as a user and this, I'm not sure if this is a stupid question or not, but would there be any benefit to me kind of having my initial like having big initial payments so that like my channel capacity is large from the get-go like if i accept a payment of i want to accept a payment of 500 us dollars in satoshis for example and then a channel is open that can facilitate that and then that that will be able to facilitate 
all smaller transactions under that, you know, and without the need to open additional channels? Uh, uh, I don't think it's a stupid question. I think uh, I think the difference is not uh, is not significant. Meaning, it's only. Uh, th- 2,000 Satoshis, let's say you create, I, I, sorry, I, my, my unit of account is Satoshi as well, so it's hard for me to, uh, yeah. to get. <laughs> a- amen, amen. <laughs> so, so we have a limit in Breeze of uh, 4 million uh, Satoshis. So let's say you receive 4 million Satoshis. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do a quick math here. It's uh, 8,000? Yes, no. It's 60, it's a... Uh, it's 16,000 Satoshis. That, that's going to be the fee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, that's the 0.4%, you that's mean? That's the 0.4%. Now, yeah. now, now, now if it's, it's kind of equivalent to receiving uh, uh, four time, uh, so, sorry, eight times uh, 500k Satoshis. Right. So it's, uh, it, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same. Uh, uh, multi, multi-channel MPP works quite nicely, so you don't really need to think about it. Our, our, our mission, our, our user experience is, not, is, is really to use the product like you use any other product. You don't need to overthink stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't, we haven't received any feedback from users regarding our fees, so I think we're good there. So if I re- so to extend that example, I receive a payment of uh, what was it? Eight million satoshis. Four million. Four million, and I pay the fourteen thousand satoshis to facilitate that payment to open that channel. Then you know I, I can use that channel for payment all payments yes. under that amount for you know as long yeah. as I have liquidity. Yes, you can. For, you can. Yeah. You, you can you can you can spend and then receive and spend and then receive the, the channel will remain and you won't uh, you won't need to pay another fee to breathe gotcha um, and why is it that limit why is it uh, a four million Satoshi limit uh, that's another great question because I think we, we we used to have a one million Satoshi limit and we've raised it to four million Satoshi I think it's uh, it's related to two factors one the state of the network uh, we don't want to see payments fail and and and, and four, four million Satoshi is, is, is pushing the limits uh, the, the network can handle uh, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, but but when you when you when you try larger amounts, currently it, it, it's still a challenge because of the state of the network. That's one factor, and the other factor is uh, the fact that we're the only LSP currently. We can drill down into that and 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 see how we can scale Breeze beyond the beyond the. Beyond the Breeze LSP, we have a, a plan to, to, to open Breeze to third-party LSP and to liquidity markets like Lightning Pool. But uh, 4 million Satoshi per user is a, is a liquidity that we can handle, uh, that we don't need to immediately close the channel if the user doesn't, uh, use, the, doesn't, doesn't use the wallet frequently. Mm-hmm. So... As you you mentioned a few minutes ago, I mean, a big it sounds like a big part of what you guys do as a uh, lightning service provider is manage liquidity, right? That's a big 
aspect of what you do behind the scenes. Is that correct? Yes, yes. You can say that. And so, I mean, how do you go about doing that? Like, can you give any insights into how you manage liquidity and, you know, what that entails? Uh, there are two... LSP is different, uh, in dif is different than a routing node in, in a sense that LSP interacts uh, with the end users directly. Uh, a routing node, the job of a routing node is to create uh, channels with other hubs in the network, with other routing nodes uh, to optimize the routing all inside the network. Uh, the LSP job is twofold. One is to be a, a good routing node, but uh, but also to uh, to interact with end users and provide liquidity to end users. So from a for, from a providing liquidity to end users, our mission, our goal is to start generating revenue for because we're providing liquidity to end users. And the way that we go about that is by creating experiences on top of our infrastructure uh, uh, that uh, generate revenue to Breeze. Uh, so we created, for example, we've created a point of sale interface within the app. We're, we've created the podcasting 2.0 interface within the app, and we're going to build more interfaces that uh, uh, that through these interfaces will we're able to monetize the liquidity that we provide uh, to our users to basically to optimize uh, the liquidity that we provide to our users by actually monetizing the channels. Uh, that's from an end user standpoint. From a routing node standpoint. We're we're a top ten uh, uh, routing node in the in the Lightning Network, at least per the per Lightning Labs terminal, and uh, and uh, this is more art than a science. Uh, if you're if you uh, you need to understand the usage patterns, uh, Breeze is mainly a, a source routing, uh, meaning uh, users mostly spend at least. For now, users mostly spend their funds, and 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 they they spend uh, uh, more frequently than they uh, top up the wallet. So we need to adjust our routing node to accommodate these patterns of, of spending. Uh, so we are connected to every major service provider out there, and we try to keep our challenges against these services. Uh, uh, balanced. We try to keep our channel, channels balanced. For example, I'll give you an example. Beach Refill is a service that a lot of our, the Breeze users use, and we and and we need to maintain this uh, the channels with Beach Refill balanced. Uh, exchanges uh, like Bitfinex as well. Uh, so, but it's more. I have to be honest. It's more art than than science right now. Mm -hmm. And so the the services that you uh, build in or make available on the platform, right? So let's let's say the apps that are on Breeze or the the, the podcasting, let's say, and we'll, we'll dig into that more in a moment. But it, are those services how you source liquidity, and then that becomes a source of monetization? Am I understanding that correctly? So the Breeze platforms gives you liquidity. Now the question, what are you doing with the liquidity that we give you? If you're using this liquidity to listen to podcasts, for example, 
then it means we were able to, to generate, to monetize you as a user better. Why? Because when you listen to a podcast, we take 5% cut of the Satoshis that you stream to the content creator. Uh, it means, oh, I, well, let's take a step back. The entire purpose uh, uh, for us in this context of, of lighting economy is to find the right product market fit. I strongly believe that if we can find the, the right product market for Lightning, we'll be able to monetize and, and create experiences that, uh, that don't exist in the fiat, uh, in a fiat-based economy. And a podcasting, uh, a podcasting is a great example because you can't stream money in, in fiat. You can do that only in sets. We have a lot of users that use Breeze, uh, just to stream sets to podcaster, and they're not really aware that they're using Bitcoin. Well, they know they're using Bitcoin and Satoshi, but they don't understand the, 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 the true meaning of peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. They just want to compensate their, their favorite content creators. Uh, and, and, from, and, and, and with this experience, we charge more than what we're able to charge uh, in a routing fee using a routing fee, because routing fees currently are very uh, small. And, uh, and to being able to deliver experience that users want and users use frequently uh, means that we're able to monetize these users, uh, uh, to optimize our monetization from these users. It's not different than any other SaaS uh, uh, service out there. The entire game is to is to is to optimize the customer long uh, long time value uh, versus the customer acquisition cost. So you can think about channel opening as a as a CAC as a customer acquisition cost, and you can think about all the payments that the user uh, is, is is doing in the app. You can think about that as a, as a customer lifetime value because every time the user transacts. Via Breeze means we were able to monetize the user either through routing fees or either through fees that we put on top of the routing fees like, uh, like uh, in the podcasting feature. So let's, let's then dig into the podcasting feature now because, I mean, first of all, it's so cool, right? It, I mean, like the other aspects of Breeze, you've made it extremely user-friendly. So someone can just download the app, put some sats on it, and away you go. You find your favorite podcast. If it's on the podcasting index, you find it, you start listening, you determine how much you're, uh, you're streaming per minute of listening, and then you set a little boost amount. And, you know, I, I love just, you know, <laughs> pressing that boost button, like, and you fire off 100 sats, 500 sats, and the little confetti Perfect. thing explodes, and you're just like, holy shit, that's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but how, first of all, why the decision to, to uh, integrate podcasting into the app at this stage in its development? And two, how much has that decision uh, grown your user base? Because I know it's still nascent, but it, it seems like the podcasting 2.0, at least for the people that use it, uh, there's, there's a lot of passion around people that are using it because, you know, people want to circumvent, you know, advertising and stuff like that, not just because 
it might be an annoyance, but because in the world today that we live in, we're increasingly subject to censorship. And if you say the wrong thing about any given issue, you might be, you might lose an advertiser, you might be kicked off a platform, you might be demonetized. And obviously podcasting 2.0 is building an infrastructure and a system that creates the, or, or permits the ability to have censorship resistant, uh, publications and media and content, which is super exciting and I think super necessary. So that's why I think people are excited about it. But I'd love to know both why that was an initial decision for you guys and how much user growth, you know, how many people you've added to your user base as a result of that implementation. Yeah. Uh, so I was converted uh, to podcasting 2.0 by the podfather, Adam Curry. Uh, so shout out to Adam and, uh, and his, his uh, partners, Dave Jones and Eric. Uh, uh, three great guys who've been working on, on podcast index and podcasting 2.0 for years. It's not a new initiative. It's an initiative they've been working uh, uh, on for years now. Uh, re uh, just recently, uh, we were able to connect the money, uh, the money layer, the Bitcoin layer to podcasting 2.0. Uh, and I think, uh, I think, uh, let's take a step back for a second. Okay, John, mm -hmm. what, what's the vision? Like why, why, why are Breeze is doing what Breeze is doing? And the, we want to embed the lighting experience into our day-to-day -day activities, into our day-to-day -day life. That's, that's, that's our mission. Our mission is for you to, be, to watch Netflix and to be able to stream sets uh, uh, and, and to consume uh, videos in Netflix uh, and to pay as you go. And we want you to listen to Spotify and to, put, and to pay for the listen to, to the music that you listen on Spotify. And we want you, I'll, I'll go even a step further. We want you to open your faucet at home and to have a glass of water and to pay in lightning for the water that you just consumed. That's the realization of using Bitcoin as peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash because Bitcoin can be a game changer in the way that we consume information, we consume content, we consume any product that you're used to consume, and you can even consume new product because of Bitcoin. That's, that's kind of the, the, the dream. That's, uh, that's the larger vision. I love it. Now, now, what do you do with that? Like, it's too big of a vision to, to implement right now because no one care, no one outside the ecosystem, no one cares about Bitcoin. As you said, no one knows anything about Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. So we need to create a, a disruption. We need to show the world that things can be done differently and, and we can consume uh, things differently. Uh, we can stop using the the the... the the subscription license, which are unfair. We can stop using uh, the advertisement model, which just degrades your, 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 your quality of service because you get shit content. Uh, you can stop using uh, these old ways of, 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 of compensation and transform to a new way of compensation and 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 after discussing that uh, with Adam uh, and after seeing uh, uh, the values the shared values be between podcasting 2.0 and lightning being censorship resistant being opal 
be, be, being global, being borderless, then uh, we've decided to embed this uh, podcasting experience into Breeze in order to disrupt, to show here, guys, you can consume it, you can use it, it's already there. Uh, uh, but the, the goal is not to create an omni app that, co- that, that contains all the type of experience in a single app. The, the goal is to try and embed this experience into, into the mainstream podcasting app. Uh, but it, it's still, it, this is still a far-fetched right now. Uh, in terms of uh, success, in terms of the user base, we had a boom after we've added the podcasting 2.0 uh, feature. Uh, we grew, I think in two months, we grew 10x. Uh, we, we grew wow. our, user, uh, our, our user base in, an, in a new order of magnitude, basically. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it speaks to just how easy it is. I mean, like I could set my mom up on it. You know, exactly. you don't really have to know anything about Bitcoin or lightning or anything. You know, exactly. you just, you have an app and it has a button on it and <laughs> you press a couple of buttons and you're, you're away. You're, it's the same thing as listening to Spotify or Apple podcasts or anything, you know? Yeah. And you have a fiat on ramp, so you don't need to hold the Satoshi. We're converting people. The people are taking their fiat and, and converting them to Bitcoin in order to consume uh, content on the internet. That's, uh, that, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. we, we have a fiat on ramp. We use MoonPay in order for you. You can do like a credit card purchases in order to buy Bitcoin to top up the, the, the app. And, and you're Greece? all set. Yeah. So if, if I have someone, I didn't know that. So if I have someone download Breeze, um, they can just put in their credit card details and get Bitcoin right on the app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a in a receive in a, in the receive button. You have a buy Bitcoin. Uh, in the menu, you, you have a buy Bitcoin op- option that takes you to a MoonPay widget, and we know how to take this uh, purchase and, and and do a swap, a trustless swap between the on-chain funds to 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 Lightning, and you get uh, uh, you get your wallet uh, all set up and ready to go. Wow, that is so easy. As I said, we have many new users because of the podcasting feature. We have many new users who didn't own Bitcoin previously, and they right. are just using the app in order to compensate their favorite content creators. That's awesome. You probably can't tell me this, but do you, like, I want to know how much has been streamed on the platform uh, to podcasts. Can you give me a ballpark like figure or anything like that? Uh, I, 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 I don't mind sharing the matrix. I just don't have them on, uh, 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 right now. I think it's, it's Bitcoins. Right. Right. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, are there any other apps or integrations that you have planned that you think, um, would have a similar effect, right? Like, uh, uh, let's say a behavior that people already do, but it just, it, improves upon the behavior for example like the way the podcasts are improving upon let's say the the sovereignty of content creation and publishing are there other things that can be or do you have planned to integrate into the app that basically improve upon an existing service by adding for lack of a you know a more specific term more freedom or sovereignty to the service and do you think it'll have a a similar effect in terms of how many people it onboards to the ecosystem uh yes so Breeze 
Uh, unlike, uh, unlike other solutions in the domain, there are two, there are two ways to, to go about building Lightning experience. You can either bring the internet to Lightning and create a closed garden. And a lot of companies are trying to build all the experiences inside Lightning. Uh, messaging, uh, video, uh, they want to bring that into the Lightning Network. For me, Lightning Network is a payment network. So what we're trying to do at Breeze is trying to bring Lightning to the internet and not vice versa. We're trying to take the Lightning, keep it as an incentivized uh, money network and bring this uh, the Lightning Network to integrate that with uh, internet experience that people are already accustomed uh, to. Uh, so podcasting is a great example, but messaging, you can think about messaging as another example. We don't want to build messaging inside Lightning Network. We want to bring Lightning to messaging platforms. So for example, we want to integrate with Matrix. We want to bring the Lightning experience to uh, matrix.org uh, and to uh, provide users with the ability to sign in to Matrix using, using their Lightning identity and to transact, to make payments inside, uh, inside the, uh, the Matrix messaging apps. Uh, that's one example. Another example, you can think about the music industry. Uh, so I can definitely see Breeze integrating with, uh, with uh, platforms like SoundCloud and providing uh, users the ability to compensate their favorite uh, indie creators or other music creators uh, using the Lightning Network. You can think about building an OnlyFans platforms using, uh, yeah, using Lightning. Uh, uh, and you can think about other other basically any type of content out there. Uh, can, can you expand a little bit on the distinction between bringing Lightning to the internet versus adding internet services to Lightning? Like one of the distinctions you mentioned was messaging. Can you just expand on what you mean, the, differenti the, the, the difference between the two approaches? Yeah, definitely. So... Uh, it's not just uh, messaging, but there's, uh, there's kind of a, a different philosophy to what we're doing uh, at Breeze. That takes uh, Sphinx. I love Sphinx, and Sphinx is, and Paul is amazing. Uh, but let's take Sphinx as a concrete example to something mm -hmm. that I wouldn't do at Breeze. Uh, uh, Sphinx are using Lightning as relay to, to, pro, to, to send and receive generic messages that are not related to payments. Uh, the idea is to create a, message, a messaging platform on top of Lightning Network. But essentially, uh, the way, there are two ways to, to, to implement messaging in Lightning right now. One is, to, I mean generic messaging. One is to use probing meaning to send fake payments. Lightning wasn't built from the bottom up. It wasn't built as a generic, all-purpose network. Uh, it's not a replacement for the internet. It's a payment network. All the protocol, the way that Lightning is being built is to facilitate payments. Uh, and, 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 uh, and in order to do messaging, you kind of need to hack Lightning. 
because you either do probing, which meaning you're spamming the network uh, with fake payments attempts, uh, and you you translate these fake payments attempt to you read them as a generic uh, as, as generic messages. That's when one way to implement messaging. The other way to implement messaging, and that's the way Sphinx are doing that. I think uh, they're setting uh, channels with uh, with with very low fees. So every message that you send is like uh, 0.001 Satoshi or something like that. But essentially, it means that you can interact, uh, uh, Sphinx users can only interact with Sphinx users and it creates a closed garden uh, inside the Lightning Network because payment channels need to have fees and you need to be able to monetize your payment channels. Otherwise, the, there's no incentive on you for, 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 for maintaining these payment channels. Uh, so that's kind of... Uh, 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 the way of implementing messaging on top of Lightning. Uh, I think, uh, as a, as a different, uh, to, to give you a different perspective on that, to give you another option on implementing, bringing the Lightning experience to the internet, there's, there are great messaging platforms out there, secure, peer-to-peer. There are good protocol vetted that are being used by millions. What I want to do, I want to bring the Lightning experience to these other protocols. I want to connect the Lightning protocol to the other to this other protocol and provide the best in breed. Uh, I don't want to to create a degraded user experience because I'm using Lightning. I want to create the best experience to, uh, that I can and to show people the power of Lightning. I think we were able to do that with podcasting podcasting 2.0, and I think we'll be able to do that with messaging videos. There's no reason you won't be able to consume videos the way that you normally consume videos. You don't need to hack the Lightning Network in order to host videos inside the Lightning Network. You can just integrate Lightning as a means of payment to existing video, uh, music, uh, and uh, any other content uh, out there. Mm -hmm. So, understood. So, is there anything currently in the works for kind of like next step or next integrations for uh, Breeze for doing just that, what you just described, the latter? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going we're gonna to support uh, real-time videos soon uh, using open standards, open platforms, and we're going to support uh, uh, messaging by integrating into, into matrix.org. I don't so I'll, to give you an I'll exact timeline, but uh, sure, sure. That's I'll, so in the I'll be open breeze, and I could do like the equivalent of a FaceTime call with my mom, for example, uh, and message you know anyone I want through Breeze. That would be the interface, correct? Yes, but you will be also able to 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 do that outside of Breeze and use Breeze as a means of payment. For example, I'll give you an example. Let's say you want to create a video room uh, in Breeze. You'll be able to mm -hmm. do that, but you'll be able to use other clients. I don't want to lock the, the entire philosophy of, I want to maintain all the core values of Bitcoin when we're creating this lightning experience. 
So vendor lock, uh, using closed uh, proprietary protocols, that's something that I don't want to do. I want to integrate into standard open protocols in, or, in order to create an open network, an open network of messaging. Uh, so, for example, you'll be able to interact with a Breeze user using a standard Matrix client. Uh, your mother could use Matrix and you would be able to use Breeze. Uh, the Breeze will facilitate, the Breeze the platform will facilitate the payment. Uh, if there's payment, the, the Breeze part will facilitate the payment part of the experience. Uh, so, for example, you'll be able to watch a video, uh, to watch a video in an open platform and to stream sets using Breeze. You'll also be able to consume the video and to watch the video in Breeze, but I don't want to lock you to Breeze. We sure. want to to create an open architecture. Yeah, and, and I think that's the right way to approach it. I just think probably like you guys that people will most likely stay within the same app, especially non-sophisticated users. So for example, like I'm not gonna get my mom set up on Matrix, for example, I'll probably just say, hey, download Breeze, mom, and we can do our calls here and, right. you know. That's great. So that means that we've been able to provide a good user experience, and that uh, and that that's that's what I want to do. I want millions of people to use Breeze. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, sure. I just don't what? I just don't want to lock them to Breeze, and I don't want to lock them to a, to a proprietary protocol. Absolutely, I think that's awesome. Um, what do you? What is? We, we kind of touched on this already, but just to reiterate again, what is the primary? source of revenue for Breeze today? And what do you see it as being in five plus years time? Uh, currently, it's the channel creation, the channel opening fees that we're, mm -hmm. we're charging and the podcasting piece. That's mm -hmm. the two main, main revenue streams. We have other revenue streams. Uh, we take a cut uh, every time you do a Bitcoin purchase from a credit card from Fiat. We take a cut every time you buy something in Bitrefill through our apps section to our marketplace. Uh, we take a cut. Uh, we're in, explore, in an exploration phase uh, trying to see... Uh, what is the best fit for Lightning? If it will going to be podcasting, video, music, music. By the way, it's a huge and it's a huge potential because all the compensation model in the music industry is completely broken. Mm -hmm. uh, even worse than 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 than, than podcasting in, in in the music industry, music creators are not being compensated. Period. They get screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard for me to answer the. The latter, uh, but I think uh, uh, whatever works, that's the answer. I think we'll be able to monetize the experience and the LSP piece of integration, meaning uh, Breeze will remain and continue to be a major uh, player in the network. And I, I want to monetize. It's, it's something that we don't do right now because we take very low fees. But in the future, as the Lightning Network grows, I think we'll, there's a huge potential to capitalize on, on us being a, a, a good LSP. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think people are starting to see that. In fact, you know, Square recently acquired Tidal, the streaming music service. And I suspect that uh, Lightning is going to be integrated into that in some way at some point uh, in order to kind of change 
the the nature, the dynamic, the structure of how artists are compensated in a in this new environment. You know, I, uh, I, I think wish, that's probably where they're going to go. I wish, uh, I wish, uh, I wish that's. Uh, but all, not all lightning integrations are are made equal. Uh, meaning, sure. uh, when I say peer to peer economy, when I say when I say lightning economy, I mean peer to peer economy. When I mean peer-to-peer economy, I actually mean peer-to-peer. I don't want uh, to create banks. I don't want to create trust in third parties. I want to realize uh, Satoshi's vision of creating peer-to-peer electronic cash. And and for that, it means that every person in the world needs to have a node in the Lightning Network. And that's what we try to do. Uh, We try to convert people to Lightning nodes. (laughs) <laughs> because when you download Freeze, you actually you actually run a full standard Lightning node inside your mobile device, and that's for me is the way to bring the Lightning experience to people. Because once you have a Lightning node, then it means you can trustlessly interact, send and receive money to other nodes in the network. Can Can you expand on why? using Breeze is, is in effect running a lightning node because... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because what Go we're on. doing, we're uh, from a technical standpoint, we're running... When you install Breeze as part of the app, you have a, an actual LND node running inside your app. So it's a fully featured node. It's like Umbrella, for example. Like you, you actually run a, a fully featured lightning node inside your mobile device. So you're not just using a custodial service in order to send and receive Lightning pay- payment. You are the one that, uh, that is holding your keys and you are the one that's actually sending and receiving payment without trusting any third party. When you stream sets to a podcast creator, the sets are being streamed from your node to the podcaster node. Do you, uh, and and even I, I, for advanced, ahead. yeah, sorry, for advanced users, they can even go to our preferences developer screen, and you get all the LNC like for the geeks out there. Uh, open the preferences uh, developer screen, and you can interact with your node using LNCLI commands. Right, and that's incredible, right? And as you say, this extends the ethos of Bitcoin in terms of you know, censorship resistant sovereignty, ability to communicate and transact however you like. However, the choke point, of course, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like a place like the App Store. Do you foresee ever a time where, um, you know, almost like your services are so good at delivering on the principles of Bitcoin and those principles become so opposed to, let's say, the status quo or establishment principles that Breeze would, uh, you know, not be available on the App Store, for example. Yeah, okay. I definitely think that's uh, that that's possible. Uh, I don't think we we finished with the fight. We'll have to keep fighting if Bitcoin becomes successful. A lot of the services uh, out there are flying under the radar right now because Lightning mm. isn't as successful as as it should be. I think once we'll be able to onboard the millions and the billions, then the, like we're start, we, we're just starting the fight. Uh, it's very possible that Apple and even Google are going to ban uh, Bitcoin applications uh, from the app stores. Uh, I think uh, 
what we're doing uh, right now is to build an infrastructure that will last. Uh, we're building a non-custodial experience because custodial lighting services can be shut down very easily and very quickly. Uh, Breeze is completely open source, end-to-end -end open source. There's not a single line of code that isn't open source in Breeze. That means that if, and if all the Breeze team dies tomorrow, people will be able to continue using Breeze and running Breeze. Uh, and even if Apple will ban us from the App Store, it means uh, that uh, people will be able to run Breeze on, on, on devices like uh, uh, Graphene or other open source uh, or open platforms, uh, mobile devices. Uh, so, so we're doing our part in order to pro provide a non-custodial platform and we'll, we'll, we'll fight the fight. Uh, we're, we're here to... to, to to be part of the battle. Right. I love it. So exciting. Um, what, what do you, you, going way back to kind of how we, uh, the beginning of this conversation, but it, it seems like when we talk about channel management and routing and fees and all of this kind of stuff, it seems like there's kind of a genuinely uh, novel economics emerging around lightning and, you know, to a lesser extent or different extent, Bitcoin as well. And I'm just wondering, do you think that's the case? You know, because you mentioned, of course, if you put Bitcoin in a channel, right, there's an opportunity cost to doing that. And so you, and yeah. let's say at some point in the future where you could put your Bitcoin somewhere in a, in a lending market, whether it's custodial or not, and get one, two, three, five, six, whatever the going rate uh, interest is now, we won't discuss whether or not that's a good idea here and now, but let's just say that those opportunities will be available. So there's an opportunity cost to locking up uh, liquidity in Lightning. Do you think, you, what do you think the results of that are? And do you think the, let's call it the interest that's able to be generated via locking up liquidity on, on Lightning is going to become kind of like a de facto Lightning interest rate market? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's another great question. Uh, I wrote an article once called uh, Why the Best Way to Hodl is to Do That on Lightning. Uh, uh, I think uh, let, I'll, 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 I'll give you an answer from a different person. I'll, I'll, let, let's, let's hypothesize for a second. Let's, let's mm -hmm. ask. Let's say all the world uh, and everyone is, is using Bitcoin Lightning economy. Let's say all the world, there's no fiat. Let's imagine for a second there's no fiat in the world. And everyone imagine is... Imagine there's <laughs> no fiat. <laughs> no fiat, okay? How yeah. do you earn interest in a Bitcoin-based economy? What's the way to generate revenue in a, in a, in a Bitcoin-based economy? Because all the tools that allows you currently to generate revenue out of Bitcoin, it's bridges, basically. It's mm. just because the fiat economy exists. In a circular economy, in a Bitcoin-only economy, the only way, I, I see, not the only way, but one of maybe the few ways to generate revenue to make more Bitcoins from your Bitcoins is by providing a lightning service, by providing a, a uh, that, that's, the, that's almost the only financial tool that allows you to generate revenue out of your Bitcoins. 
I don't mean like you can still like uh, I don't know if you're a carpenter, you can build uh, tables and chairs and, and earn money. But f- what's the way to generate yield from the Bitcoin using a financial tool? The only way to do that is by running a routing node. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if you're asking me if I believe in the ability to generate yield from Bitcoin using Lightning, the answer is absolutely. I think we're very early, although I must say, like uh, last week I had a, a conversation. I, I, I think we, we, we tweeted a, a tweet that a lot of users like, uh, like, what's the reason Lightning Network is booming? Because of the plebs. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I had a discussion with a pleb uh, the other week that runs a, a lightning node. He actually quit his job. Uh, and and uh, during COVID, he actually lost his job uh, and, and, and went all in. He went down the rabbit hole and went all in Bitcoin. And, and from his uh, self-exploration, uh, he understood that the way to, to generate revenue is by running a routing node. He started running an, a, a, a routing node. He lost some funds, but now he's been able to generate a, a decent amount of money that he's, and he's able to provide for his family a, a few thousand of bucks every month, which is wow. very, very nice, just by running a routing node. So it's, it's, it's possible to do. I think this guy is, is an exception. Uh, right now, but I think, uh, and I think uh, there's not a lot of competition. Although there's a lot of pleb, uh, a lot of plebs jumping into the lightning wagon. Uh, that uh, I think uh, as time goes by, the competition get uh, much more uh, stiff. Uh, so, but but yeah. it's it's already possible right now. You can already make generate a, a revenue out of lightning. Yeah, it's super interesting, and I agree with you know everything you just said. I'm going to ask a question that's probably very difficult to answer, but just, you know, kind of probing you to see if you have any insight here is, do you have any sort of framework for uh, anticipating or estimating what, let's say, the lightning interest rate will be in the future, right? Like how much demand there will be for liquid, like what would be the framework for trying to assess what kind of a interest rate uh, providing liquidity on Lightning would actually yield. Yeah, I think it goes back uh, to what we said uh, around uh, what will be the the, the 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 product market fit for Lightning in general. So everything ties together. If we won't be able to deliver experiences on on top of Lightning that are game changers, if we won't be able to for masses to adopt the Lightning, then you won't be able to generate yield from Lightning. If we'll be able to create unique experience, unparalleled experience on top of Lightning, then you'll be able to generate a lot of revenue from being a routing node. Uh, I think think our job is to keep the the barrier of of entry low and to, it's kind of like, I I think we're going to go into... I don't want to be a profit here, but I think we're going to go into the same kind of a, a block size war that we had in 2017 when, in regards to Lightning Node. I, I, I think uh, we're, there, we're in danger of, 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 of uh, locking Lightning Nodes 
to only professionals and people with a lot of liquidity uh, and deep pockets. I'm very worried. Uh, I'm wor- very worried that the barrier of entry to run a Lightning node gonna get higher in time. I think our job uh, and 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 projects like Emerald are doing an amazing job in that regard to lower the barrier of entry and and and. And, uh, and to be able to, to enable everyone that wants to, route, uh, to run a routing node to run a routing node. But running a, a routing node isn't enough. We need to create products that enable an open experience. I'll give you an example. In Breeze, when users are connected to Breeze, we already discussed that the Breeze LSP is, opening, is the entity that opens channels to the end user. But effectively, it means that uh, the Breeze routing node benefits from the fact that Breeze has an app. How do we open up Breeze as an app to third parties LSPs? How do we create a platform that is open and, and, and Breeze users can be served by other routing nodes, by other LSPs? I think uh, this is very crucial for the decentralization of the network and form the ability uh, f- to, for everyone to, to, to get a piece of the pie. Uh, I'll give you one example that uh, we're working very closely with the Lightning Labs team. I want to integrate with Lightning Pool. Uh, and I want for Lightning Pool to be a source of LSPs to bring users because that will mean that everyone that is integrated uh, is integrating with Lightning Pool, uh, they will be able to serve Lightning uh, Breeze users and to open channels directly to Breeze users without the dependency in the Breeze LSP. Mm-hmm. So liquidity markets are key for the decentralization of the network, creating products that don't lock the users to specific nodes and specific vendors are key to the decentralization of the network. Uh, being able to run a, a routing node with a minimal uh, a, with a minimal requirements of uh, of uh, of bandwidth and and and, uh, and hardware is key. Uh, how do you how do you think that? So you mentioned that the you think there might be a similar problem to the the block size wars with. Um, with with lightning and in, in mm-hmm. that there's a high barrier to entry if you want to become like a economically viable routing node let's say yeah uh, what what do you think the limiting factors are there like what are the, the barriers to entry uh, uh, liquidity so in order to be an effective uh, an effective uh, routing node you need to open channels to other nodes in the network in order to open channels to other nodes in the network, you need to have uh, funds. You you need to have sufficient capital in order to open these channels. So if if hubs would limit, and we do that as well in Breeze, for example, we, in order to to open a channel to the Breeze hub, you need to have 10 million Satoshis in order to open a channel with Breeze. Why? Because we saw that small channels Aren't uh, they aren't effective in routing uh, payments, and even they harm 
the 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 they 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 damage they they lower the the, the success rate of uh, payments uh, uh, for the breeze users so we had to raise the bar in terms of opening channels to breeze but it's a bad thing it's not a good thing i wish that uh, we were able to manage with uh, small small size channels because it means that uh, that uh, uh, that uh, we're able to connect to to nodes that don't have uh, as much as li- as much liquidity as the larger nodes in the network. I don't want. I want to see. I want to see an even distribution of payments being routed through large hubs, medium hubs, and small hubs in the network. I don't want to see a closed garden of hubs managing the entire network because that means the network isn't decentralized. And what what technology development do you think will help foster that, kind of reverse the trend of the barriers to entry getting higher and higher? Uh, MPP and AMP is a is, is key part in this. Uh, right. Using multi multiple channels, being able to route payment through different channels, it, it's key. And I think it's it's MPP is and, and shout out to the to the LND team and they, they they did an amazing job in implementing MPP. Uh, we don't use Wambo, for example, in Breeze. We don't open Wambo channels because it's against our philosophy of of of, uh, of connecting to everyone. Uh, we only use uh, standard size channels. So we, I'm I, I'm I don't want to push Wambo. I want to push MPP and AMP in order to facilitate uh, smaller channels. Yeah, and can you just explain Wambo for those that aren't familiar? Yeah. Sure, Wambo is is uh, there's no uh, there's no theoretical limitation to to the size of the channel that you can open between two Lightning nodes. When Lightning started, uh, the channel size was limited to 0.167 uh, Bitcoin, BTC. That was the standard channel size. And then once uh, people got into the Lightning network and uh, the excitement grew, people, people sa- said, okay, let's try to transact. Let's try to send Bitcoin through, through a Lightning channel. Uh, in order to send one Bitcoin through a Lightning channel, you need to have a one uh, a Bitcoin uh, Lightning channel in the size uh, of a Bitcoin. Uh, uh, then came Wambo, and Wambo uh, removed the limitation of of the standard channel size, uh, and and a lot of hubs in the network are using Wambo channels uh, currently. Uh, Breeze. Uh, which is uh, still a very a highly respected, highly regarded, uh, highly credible node, we don't use Wambo. We prefer to use multiple small channels in order to facilitate large payments because we want to, we, we want to try and push MPP and AMP. MPP is multi-part payments. It's the ability to route one payment through multiple channels to divide the payment to, to, to parts and to route this part through multiple channels. Right. So, and in doing so, not relying on single, large, uh, potentially centralized channels, but also splitting the, the fee of the routing across many different channels. Exactly. Yeah. The, um, you, you mentioned a few minutes ago that um, you think in the future, uh, lock, you know, providing liquidity in channels will be like a preferred method of hodling. Did I yeah. hear that correct? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, want the followers to be upset. <laughs> I, I already got uh, some uh, some comments regarding that, but yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, let's for a moment not consider the security uh, trade and privacy trade-offs, whatever they may be. Let's just hold that for a second. But it's really interesting, you know. Back to this kind of interest rate idea, you know, in, in today's world, the interest rate is totally bogus, nice. right? We have a, a centralized entity determining what the cost of capital is, irrespective of the capital stock and the preferences of people that might pay for that capital. It's, it's, it's completely insane. Absolutely. And, and this, is, this is late stage fiat, as I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. But in a, in, a, in a lightning ecosystem environment, let's say, you have, like, it, it's all in real time evident, right? So the, the, the capital stock the you know what's locked up in channels is plain to see and is there and mm-hmm. and then you have the the preferences of people to access that capital exactly. is in real time too via their necessity for routing payments and for using lightning based services so you have two, not only so you have those two things that are genuine right you have a genuine capital stock and you have a genuine uh, preferential demand from users and they're converging in real time to elicit a cost of capital that actually is the proper way to bring equilibrium to the capital stock and the preferences for capital and investment in an economy. Now, of course, that's happening within the Lightning ecosystem, but it'll be really interesting to see how that developing ecosystem and that efficiency of capital allocation puts pressure on X lightning ecosystems in terms of you know the efficient use of capital and and what it fosters in terms of value that's created in both in both eco, in both mm-hmm. yeah both ecosystems. I think you nailed it. I think it's amazing when you think about it. So what it's a genuine free market, right? It's it's, 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 <laughs> a, a, it's a realization of a free market and the way to achieve free market, a genuine free market, is to remove trust. Or to minimize trust, right? That that's that's the that that's what you just said. Like the only way to 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 have something that reflect uh, the reality is to remove to minimize trust and to and to reflect that in real time. Like that's the only way to go about it. I think uh, I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. And yeah, the only and, and, way to and, achieve that is by using Bitcoin. Like there's no right. other way to achieve that. And the architecture of Lightning specifically allows for, well, just think about it. what streaming payments allow for is pricing in real time. Exactly. You know, pricing of, of everything really, but finding that equilibrium of capital and demand for capital in real time as a result of the minimized costs of of. Uh, of transacting, basically, you, you know, just so you explained down- why Bitcoin has to be a medium of exchange. It's a necessity for the success of Bitcoin. The intrinsic value of Bitcoin is being able to transact without trust. That's the intrinsic value of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only way to realize this and to optimize and to and to augment the potential of that is by using Bitcoin as a medium of exchange. And, and Lightning Net- Network is the reflection of using Bitcoin as a medium of exchange. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. So what um, will people, I'll, I'll, I'll say this in, in a, in a sure, different sure. manner, how much people are willing to pay in order to use their Bitcoins? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and the, the, if people will, will, uh, will want to pay in order to use their Bitcoin, then it means we'll be able to generate revenue from the Lightning Network. And I believe, I strongly believe they will be able to, they, they will want to do that because the experience that we were able to deliver uh, are, are unparalleled. And I think, uh, I think it's, we're, we're genuinely building a better life for everyone if we'll use Bitcoin. I agree. What do you think the, the, the trade-offs or the disincentives are for hodling in a channel versus hodling in Cold so, storage. Yeah. So currently, uh, there's a there's a security risk because it's a hot wallet. It's not a cold storage. You know, the the bitcoins. Your bitcoins needs to be live in order. If you're especially specifically if you're serving as an LSP and you're you, you have funds that are locked in your wallet to facilitate channel opening, uh, uh, you need to have more capital in the BTC wallet, not just in the Lightning channels. If you're holding in the Lightning channels, I think uh, uh, the security is getting better and better. And and currently there's also an abstraction of the si signature. You can, you can sign outside of your Lightning node. So I think uh, security gets better. Uh, gets better and better, but uh, but still, it's the cold storage is unparalleled in in, in that regard. Um, big news came in from El Salvador this year, and I think we're what are we eight days away or nine days away, something like yeah. that, from the law being implemented. Um, this is Very entirely exciting. due to lightning, obviously. Um, what are your what's your take on what's happening in El Salvador and, you know, what, as someone who's so deeply involved in the industry and, and building products uh, that people can actually use for the purpose that, that, that they're implementing there, you know, what are your thoughts and, and ambitions around it all? I'm very excited. Uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's, uh, it's beyond my dreams uh, what's happening right now in El Salvador. And as you said, like, I think was a key part of uh, Shout out to Michael from Bitcoin Beach and Nicholas and uh, all the folks uh, building the tools for the Bitcoin Beach people to to be able to transact in Bitcoin. Uh, I think these folks has done an amazing job, and I think uh, it's still. I think El Salvador is kind of a perfect storm, right? The the, the fact that they don't they are pegged to the U.S. dollar. There's a new young ambitious president. Uh, the fact that Bitcoin Beach uh, had already existed—it's kind of like everything fell into fell into the right place in order to support this Bitcoin as a legal tender initiative. I think, uh, and I'm with uh, Jack uh, Muller in that regard. I think the fact that uh, this economy is being built. On top of, of, of an open network, that's the key part, and that's the key. Uh, uh, that, that, that's the game changer. Because if you have, uh, uh, if you have, let's say you have a custodial uh, uh, wallet uh, issued by the El Salvador government, and the El Salvadorians are are transacting in Bitcoin inside the custodial wallet, they can always off-ramp to a non-custodial solution 
They can always achieve freedom, achieve sovereignty by using non-custodial solutions. So as long as 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 uh, as long as the interoperability between uh, non-custodial and custodial are is kept in the El Salvadorian environment, I, uh, I'm 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 fully supported. I'm fully supporting this uh, initiative. Uh, I don't want to get into into a position where the the, the people of El Salvador are being censored and being uh, opt to use only a closed solution. Uh, as long as they keep using Bitcoin as an open network and Lightning as an open network, then then I think uh, we're going in the right direction. Totally, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it's so exciting because. I talk about this a lot, uh, but, you know, Bitcoin changes you as an individual when you get exposure to the principles and the ethos that Bitcoin represents and you start to see why those things are valuable. I think it can change an individual's perspective and then therefore it changes their behavior and therefore it changes their life. And I think the same is true for an organization or a country, you know, or any (laughs) entity that interacts with this thing, it begins to be kind of formed or molded by the principles that this thing uh you know that are inherent in its nature almost and so i i think it's really exciting where as you say you take this country has had a lot of problems in its past it's small but there are a lot of things that kind of make this decision more easy to make than other countries but once you and you know it's going to take time and i'm i suspect at the beginning a lot of people will be resistant or reticent to adopting and using Bitcoin because it's so foreign and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's it's I expect and I don't know what the timeline is, but not too long. This thing begins innervating the economy and, and, and the people of, of a country because of a move like this. And it just starts affecting all these downstream positive changes that, you know, you probably couldn't have even anticipated. But because of because it's that new gravity well, mm-hmm. I guess, in an economy that that has at its core such, uh, I guess, virtuous principles like freedom and sovereignty and censorship resistant and you know all, and all better, these things. Better consumers, they're right, not- right. And, yeah. and more efficient, more efficient exchange of, of value. I mean, at the at the base of it all, I mean, we we want censorship resistant so this thing can be implemented. But what it's doing is it's making capital allocation and exchange of, of value far more efficient than anything we've ever had before. And so you place that at the center of an economy. And I got to think it's going to have, you know, really profound effects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how, how can we scale lightning outside El Salvador? And I think what we're building in Breeze is exactly that. It, there's, there are two ways to go about scaling lightning. One is to use neobanks type of solutions, uh, uh, custodial solutions, but then you you need to have government support. You need to have uh, regulators approve of, of, of this new method of, of exchange. Uh, but you can scale Lightning using LSPs and using non-custodial solutions with and, and don't give a fuck, sorry, about regulation <laughs> and about government approval. And that's that's the type of economy that I want to push. I want to push an economy. Uh, I want to scale lightning globally without the need for government approval, without the stamp of regulate of regulator. 
Uh, and with this notion of LSP and building a non-custodial uh, platform, being able to scale lightning to every person in the world, I think uh, that's, uh, that, that is something that uh, we're, we will try and keep pushing. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, last question, and I kind of open with this, is, you know, I think about lightning and I, I talk to people like Paul, people like yourself, look at what's happening in the ecosystem. And it, it's just kind of like mind blowing to even get to like one or two steps ahead, let alone five to 10, you know, like it just, it, it's hard to articulate, you know, again, someone who's so involved in the ecosystem and actually building it, what excites Beyond what we've, we've, we've discussed already, because there's a lot of stuff we've discussed that's very <laughs> exciting. But like, w- is there anything else on the horizon, whether it be two to 10 years away, that really excites you about the prospects of what's being built here? I, 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 again, I think, uh, I think what excites me is to see... Uh, what, what's the... I can't... Uh, the mess The... the, the the, the newsletter platform that integrates uh, the integrated lightning just now stacker news yes so stuff like that excites me why because it means users uh, are able to use lightning as part of their day-to-day routine as part of their their regular normal life uh, you don't need to change your habits you're just consuming in a better way uh, existing products and existing services. This stuff uh, excites me. Uh, I Again, I, 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 I said that already, but I'll say it again. I want to sit in my living room, uh, stream uh, Netflix and, 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 and chill and, st- and stream sets while doing so. And uh, that's the stuff that really excites me. And I, yeah, you I, know- I, I'm sure we'll get there, but uh, just, and I don't want to curb any, anyone's enthusiasm, but I think we're still very, very early to achieve that. That's all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, gradually then suddenly, right? Exactly. But it, it, it's, it's so interesting that with this new model, like it, I'll borrow an example that a lot of people are familiar with, right? Seinfeld was a super popular show, you know, in the 90s, let's say. And all the Seinfeld people have, are getting still millions of dollars a year off their syndication, right? And it's like, wow, that's, you know, that's super cool. Now, I mean, this podcast, actually, that we're recording right now, we will be getting, or, you know, wherever we direct the streams for this episode, syndication payments effectively forever, Right. So, you know, me and you might be sitting around having, you know, a beer in 10 years time laughing about the early days of, of, of lightning and Bitcoin. And if we want, we'll probably be getting notifications on our phone saying like, oh, you know, historians are, are listening to that podcast yeah. that you guys did a decade ago and you're getting paid for it right now because and they're listening to it on a, on a, on a lightning enabled platform. And that's an honest economy, right? Because that means that you'll be, you, you've provided value in real time. Even if it's going to be in 10 years, 
it means in 10 years, people will find value in the stuff that you said, in the stuff that, in the content that you've produced, and they are compensating you directly. And there's no one that owns your content. Uh, I don't know if Seinfeld, probably Seinfeld, yes, but uh, I don't know if the showrunners or anyone that was involved in part of the, of the Seinfeld uh, production is getting compensated. Maybe it's just NBC or something. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, what, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I thought, I don't think there's a need for, uh, for I- intermediates uh, when it comes to content. I don't think there's a need for, uh, for someone to hold you hostage. Totally agree, man. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's incredibly exciting, uh, what, what lies ahead with all this and, I absolutely, I'm getting goosebumps right now, but I absolutely love the, the ethos that you are, um, you know, the ethos that you're espousing effectively and building in to what you're, what you're doing at Breeze. I think it's incredible that people not only, <clears throat> excuse me, build solutions and build out this infrastructure, but build into it, uh, exactly. the principles and the ethos that, that Bitcoin is founded on. And, uh, I got to think that's going to serve you well into the future, man. So I can't wait to see uh, what, what more you guys do. I love the products and service that you guys have, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Any final words before we shut it down? I think you summed up. I don't want to add anything to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roy. Well, this so has been a pleasure, man. Yeah, I, I look forward to uh, chatting again sometime in the future. Thank you, John. Thanks for having All right. me. All right, brother. Take care. I hope this conversation helps shed some light on the inner workings of the Lightning Network and the potential that's being actualized through the awesome work of people like Roy and his team at Breeze. It really is tremendously exciting what lays ahead for this revolutionary technology. If you'd like to try Breeze out, you can find them in the App Store and Google Play. And to learn more or keep tabs on updates, follow Breeze on Twitter at Breeze underscore tech. That's B-R-E-E-Z underscore T-E-C-H. Or visit them online at Breeze.technology. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Closing the Loop, and we'll see you next time.